Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every day from 10 a.m. to noon on News 104.5 WOKV. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. I've got to get Mark K more time on the air. Be careful what you wish for, Jacksonville. You just might get it. We want us some Mark K. We're entertaining meets informative. You make it easier to go to work knowing I get to listen to you for two hours a day. Local stories, local issues. Just call it like it is. You are standing solid on truth. I love your show, brother. Two full hours of the Mark K Show starts, starts right now. We have right now two big caravans coming up from Guatemala. Massive caravans walking right through Mexico. So Mexico's tough. They can stop them, but they chose not to. Now they're going to stop them. And if they don't stop them, we're closing the border. Yeah, we're closing the border. We're going to stop those caravans dead in their track. We don't care. Look, I don't know if you know this, but Donald Trump is not playing games. We'll keep it close for a long time. I'm not playing games. See, I told you. I told you he's not playing. This is not a game, folks. This is the American immigration system at its worst. And somebody's got to step in and do something. And if, if nobody else will, Donald Trump will. Mexico, you know, they they are just, they're letting these people walk all over us. They have the strongest immigration laws anywhere in the world. And we have the weakest, the most pathetic laws. Yeah. So Donald Trump has taken uh, matters into his own hands, and he's, he's going to shut down the border to keep these two caravans, dos caravanes, I think is how you say it, uh, coming up through Mexico right now. And they are they are not only not stopping it, but a lot of people say that Mexico actually helps to to uh, get these caravans from point A to point, well, USA is uh, is really what the problem is. And that happened, we, we've seen before. Instead of sending them away, instead of turning them out, instead of saying, you know what, you guys aren't welcome here, uh, you're breaking the law, instead of doing any of that, they say, all right, quick, hop on the bus, and uh, and we'll give you a ride to the border. That'll make it a lot easier for you, and that'll get you out of Mexico a lot sooner. But this is I mean, the final straw time. Final straw. You are working with an emboldened, Mueller-free Donald Trump. This is a Donald Trump who is no longer under any kind of investigation from the special uh, counsel's office. This is a Donald Trump who believes sincerely that he can do no wrong and that his uh, his mandate to protect America is stronger than ever. Um, and he's headed into uh, the 2020 election, so he's going to make some take some bold strokes. I read something about closing the border, too. And by the way, oh, this is Mark Kane. It is Monday, and we are going to talk about Joe Biden being the creepiest person in the world. That's all on the way, I promise. But I want to start with this border issue because I was talking to the other John about it earlier today and then he was talking to our boss which is actually how i like it i like i like him to be the go-between but i was talking to the other josh about this and i feel i read this article about the border being closed and people were panicking because if we close the border with mexico you know what's going to happen immediately the cost of produce will skyrocket because apparently you know we can't live without our avocados we need our guacamole and all the avocados are, are grown in Mexico, although we can't eat avocados anyway because they're all tainted, apparently, with listeria. At least that's what my wife told me on Friday. 
when she when I caught her throwing out all of our avocados. Uh, apparently, there's some big recall on avocados because they're gross. Now, if we close the border with Mexico, we wouldn't be able to eat avocados anyway because we wouldn't be able to get any inside the country. I'm sure there's other produce that comes from Mexico. Um, and people are all upset saying that, that the prices would go, go up dramatically. Also, we wouldn't be able to export vehicles. The American Automotive uh, Corporations apparently would stop uh, exporting vehicles. They wouldn't be able to make any money selling uh, Los Automobiles to the Mexican drivers, which I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, well, who cares? We know. I mean, I feel like you could still I feel like you could still sell the cars to the people that live in the other 187 countries in the world. You know, I mean, sell cars in Canada, sell cars in 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 Puerto Rico, sell cars in Europe, sell cars in, you know, wherever else you can sell a car. I'm pretty sure you could go to to Brazil, Chile, uh, Acapulco. Wait, that's in Mexico, I guess. Never mind. You can't you can't do that. But there's other places where you could sell your goods. And as I'm reading this story and as I I, I write, I, I see the the author is like, look, this would be an economic uh, debacle. This would be a chaos of tremendous proportions. Imagine no tequila for months. Look, I, I, as I read this article, I kept thinking to myself, man, we as a country, we as a country have really become pretty damn soft. I mean, if we're complaining, if we'll put up with illegal immigration, if we're like, you know what, we don't care that tens of thousands of people are coming up from Honduras and El Salvador and Guatemala and they're trudging right through Mexico and they're going to storm our border and come across illegally. And then once they're here, they're just going to apply for asylum and they're going to take advantage of all of our uh, of all of our uh, of all of our social programs like free education and health care and all this whatever. And then they're just going to disappear into our country, take our jobs. And, hey, you know what? Maybe some of them are terrorists or drug addicts or belong to gangs and are going to commit some heinous crimes uh, on our citizens. So all of that, all of that it is OK as long as the price of produce doesn't go up for a couple of months, because, gosh, if I don't have my low price produce, I don't know what, you know what, go outside into your yard and throw some seeds in the ground. You could come up with your own produce. Produce, that's the thing about produce. It it grows anywhere. You know, if you want, if we're in Florida, I'm pretty sure you could grow avocados in your backyard. I'm pretty sure if we can grow oranges and lemons, I'm pretty sure we could grow some avocados. Whatever they can grow in Mexico, we can grow right here. So suck it up. So my thought process was, as I'm reading this article, is we have, as a country, have become really friggin' soft. We have not been through, we've not been through any kind of war, any kind of real depression. We've not been through any kind of event that, that does two things. Number one, teaches us, you know, to have a tougher skin, teaches us how to survive when things aren't necessarily going our way, and unites us and brings us together as a country. You know, if you look all through the United States of America, if you look all through history, there are times when people had to make sacrifices, really. You know, they actually had to sacrifice, uh, you know, with their, their gasoline. There were rations and gasoline during the war. They had to sacrifice their food. You know, maybe there was they had to sacrifice their time at home with their family because they had to go off, actually, and fight wars or take time off and go somewhere and and work, you know, out of uh, out of state because there weren't any jobs where they had uh, where they were living for whatever reason. Maybe they even sacrificed their lives and their limbs. There are people that still do that every single day. But on a grand scale, as a nation, there has been no massive military movement or horrible mass event 
like a depression or even a recession or a civil war, nothing that has really taught us to be tough. It hasn't, not since the 70s, really. I mean, you have a whole entire generation of people who don't know what it means to suffer. We've all got iPhones. We've all got iPads. You know, we've all got GPS. You don't even have to ask people for directions. You don't even know the suffering of driving around a neighborhood going, where is it? Where? I don't see their house. Why are these houses numbered? That used to be what happened at night. You'd have to you'd have to drive around the cul-de-sac three times before you could see. And you couldn't call the person and say, blink your porch light so I know which house is yours. There was no calling from the car. If you were in the car and you had to make a phone call, you had to stop at a payphone, find some quarters, make the call, then get back in the car and try to figure out where the hell you were going. That's suffering. And we have we got none of that. If we're if we're complaining about the price of avocados going up as opposed to illegal immigrants pouring over through our borders by the tens of thousands. I mean, there's definitely a disconnect. There's definitely I'm not saying that we need a war or anything like that, but I'm just saying, you know, maybe it maybe it would be good. Uh, maybe it would teach us all to be adults. For a change, maybe it would teach us all to stop whining and stop crying and stop writing editorials about the price of produce going up. When really we have no border, we have no border and this proves it. And Donald Trump's down there trying to do something and closing the border. I'll be honest with you, close the border and I'll pay extra for for produce if I need to. I'll stop drinking tequila. There's plenty of whiskey in this country. You know, I'm sure I've never made a margarita with Jack Daniels. But hey, I've put some other stuff in my mouth that sounds just as disgusting. So I'm OK with that. You know, we don't have to celebrate Cinco de Mayo this year. We can skip it. You'll just go right to Seis de Mayo and forget about the, the forget about the tortilla chips and the guacamole and the queso and whatever else we have to abandon because we've shut down the Mexican border for a while. If it means that we're going to have a safer, stronger country with an actual border, then I say let's all buck up. Let's all let's all suffer the consequences. You know, let's all be like, hey, times are tight, but it, it's we got to do what we got to do. You know what? The American Revolution, where they hated, they hated the fact that all their money was going to taxes, all their money, tax on tea, tax on paper, tax on everything. So what did they do? They threw all the tea in the harbor. They declared war. They actually packed up their guns and their weapons, and they went off for months, months at a time without seeing their families to kill redcoats so that the rest of us could sit around 250 years later and complain that we don't want to have a border with Mexico because the avocado prices will double or triple. When really you shouldn't be eating avocados anyway because listeria. 855-765-1045. 855-765-1045. According to Donald Trump, man, he is dead serious. We'll keep it close for a long time. I'm not playing games. He's not playing games. Oh, should we play games? I say no. I say let's do it. Let's close the border. Let's let Americans know what life is like when things aren't going exactly their way. And let's make a positive difference for America. Or do you think that this is just going to be an economic debacle, a crisis of of, of immense proportions? 855-765-1045. Send us your open mic messages or give us a buzz. We got some of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. Have right now two big caravans coming up from guatemala massive caravans walking right through mexico so mexico's tough they can stop them but they chose not to now they're going to stop them and if they don't stop them we're closing the border 
That was Donald Trump uh, threatening once again to close the border. This time I feel like he uh, he means it because a lot of people are freaking out about it, saying that it will be economic destruction for the United States of America. Again, are we too soft as a country? Are we too, does a little economic hardship really scare us that much that we're going to let all these illegal immigrants uh, continue to pour over our border unchecked? Is that really what we're thinking? Like economic, oh, it's going to be the price of produce is going to skyrocket. We won't be able to sell automobiles. I mean, look, I'm sure there's other effects, too. But let's be honest. Can't we just can't we go along without trading with Mexico for like six months or so? Because I'll be I feel like in the end, I feel like in the end, they're going to suffer more than we are. I feel like Mexico definitely needs us more than we need them. Just just something I've never been to Mexico. I don't know a lot about Mexico. I enjoy tequila. I do enjoy the tacos. But I don't know that, you know, if if they if we cut off the border, if we didn't get anything from them for six months, could we survive? Something in my heart of hearts tells me we could. Although a lot of people don't even want to try to just they don't even want to see if it's possible. Christopher and Hastings, how are you, Christopher? I'm fine. Good morning. How hey, good are morning. you? Oh, doing great. Thanks, Thanks so much for, for having calling. Me on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What do you want to say about uh, this Mexican border problem and potentially closing the border with them? Well, I agree with you that, well, they need us a whole lot more than we need them. You don't find a lot of people sneaking into Mexico unless they're trying to get here. Yeah, that's but, a good uh, point. If we close the borders and we shut down trade with them, I don't think it would take more than a month and they would they would very quickly start watching their own border again uh, yeah. to the south and because – it would hurt them a lot worse than us. So, yeah, they'll, they'll wake up very No, I, I 100% agree with that. I think you're right. Nobody sneaks into Mexico except at the southern border. And the only reason they do that is because they eventually want to come here. But you don't have a lot of Americans saying, oh, you know what? Forget this place. Let's go across the border. Let's go live in Let's go live in Tijuana. Sure, they want to go visit for a couple of hours, but they always want to make sure that they can get back in. And I don't think I think that the tourism and the amount of money that that Mexico gets from from, you know, cruise ships from Americans coming to places like Acapulco and Puerto Vallarta and all these other places that I only know about because I watched Fantasy Island and uh, the or the love boat rather as a kid. Um, you know, those are the kind of things those are the kind of things that I feel like will really hit close to home. And one of two things will happen. Either Mexico We'll say, okay, we give up, you win, we'll stop the immigrants from coming in. Or they'll just, it'll just push more immigrants toward the border because Mexico will definitely not have anything to offer them. Um, but either way, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna blink. They're gonna flinch. I mean, it's not, if you, if you think about it, Mexico is probably, probably scared about Donald Trump's threats more than any other country because now we, I mean, they've seen what happened. He already got rid of NAFTA. You know, he's he's building the border wall. They know that he's serious about that. And now he's cl he's claiming that he's just going to shut down the border altogether. You know, the, the caravans coming through the last time, first time, shame on me. Second time, I'm shutting down your damn border and you're not going to get anything from us. They have the strongest immigration laws anywhere in the world. And we have the weakest, the most pathetic laws. Yeah, we got to work on that, too. Doc in Riverside. What's up, Doc? How are you? Hey, my brother. First of all, in the art of the deal, Trump says never be afraid to walk away from the deal. So, so we know he definitely will do what he said. But, but I want to call out the liberals. Um, they're okay with Grandma having a cavity search at the airport. You know, I mean, the airport may want to take off the shoes and go through your bra, but yet they don't understand why we need a wall. They're okay with a grandma getting searched because they, you know, they know that there's terror, but then when it comes to getting a wall to keep the terror from coming in, these hypocrites 
Hey, Doc, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate it. Even if you're calling from, you know, even if you're getting electrocuted, it sounds, it sounds, like, it sounds like he's calling from a bug zapper today. Uh, star Star 1045. That's the cool way to call the show. Or you can kick it old school. 855-765-1045. Are we too soft? Should we just shut down the border and deal with the consequences because it's what's actually better for our country? Star Star 104.5. It's the Marcasia. More of your phone calls, more of your open mics coming up on News 104.5 WOKV. You know, when they announced that Rolling Stones show, my wife said she wanted tickets. And I was like, I'm not buying tickets this far in advance for a 75-year-old dude. Uh, who, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure is going to even make it through the tour. And lo and behold, I'm not saying I'm not saying I wish him ill will. Like I hope they get better, and I hope they come to Jacksonville for sure. But uh, it just, I just, you know, I hate to be right in a situation like this. The only person in their late 70s who can get up on stage and perform at a high level of energy for two hours is uh, is Donald Trump. And we know that because whenever he does a rally, that's exactly that's exactly uh, what he does. 855-765-1045. We have right now two big caravans coming up from Guatemala. Massive caravans walking right through Mexico. So Mexico's tough. They can stop them, but they chose not to. Now they're going to stop them. And if they don't stop them, we're closing the border. Yeah, 855-765-1045. We're getting some open mic messages, too. I bet Ford and GM wish now they would have built their park plants in the United States. What do you think? I mean, look, here's the thing. Will there be economic hardship? Should we close the border for an extended period of time with Mexico? Yes. Will we win in the end? 100% we will. We have more, I mean, we have more survivability or survival instincts or just you know, American, uh, you know, wherewithal than any other country in the entire world. Although a lot of Mexico is still kind of third world. Um, so per, you know, maybe for them, they'll be like, what? Close the border. It's not going to make anything much worse. 855-765-1045. I've heard both sides of the argument. Uh, Norman. Norman's in his car. What's up, Norman? How are you? Hi. Um, I think you find that most of the heavy exports, like cars, go through the border on trains, and there's absolutely no reason to shut the trains going down. Oh, so you're saying shut down the border, but let the cars go back and forth? Let the trains go back and forth. Let the trains with the cars on, but that does—I mean, that doesn't—that doesn't that just defeat the whole purpose. If we're if we're shutting down the border, it's to make a stand, it's to make a statement. If you let the cars go back and forth, I feel like that doesn't really do anything. It's like we're going to shut down the border, but we're going to keep sending you money. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But at the same time, say that to the people in Texas who are getting inundated with illegal immigrants and whose entire cities are, are overrun uh, with these people that are just piling across the border. You know, as a, that's the thing about America. Like, not every part of the country is affected by this kind of a crisis. But in a way, we are. I mean, we all are paying for what's happening at the border. We're all paying for the, the border patrol agents and the ICE agents, and we're paying for the, the beds and the supplies, and we're paying for the, for the judges that have to go down there and hear the cases, and we're paying um, you know, in the lost wages, and we're paying in the drugs that pour through the border. We all pay for it, even though directly it affects more people uh, you know, than, than uh, that, uh, that live near the south in Texas and Arizona and California. Yes. Will the auto workers in Detroit, Michigan feel a pinch if there's no more um, auto industry trade going back and forth between here and Mexico? Sure, they will. 
But in the end, it's going to be better for everybody because you're going to have a safer, stronger border. You're going to have you're going to have people that don't just flood, you know, flood into the United States of America. And we're going to have sovereignty again as a country instead of this open border policy where just anybody can traipse on through and bring what or whoever they want with them. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Every other country in the world has strong borders except for this one. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. One oh four five uh is the number. This is Ann and Hastings. Hi Ann, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Oh great. What did you want to say? Well, I'm wondering if anybody thought about the impact on the food supply in the United States. We shut the border at Mexico because there's an awful lot of food that's imported from Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about they said produce prices would skyrocket. I guess all the uh, uh like lemons and avocados and kiwi and I don't know what else they what else do they grow in Mexico? I'm sure pineapple, something like that. Everything. Yeah. I mean, look. You, that, that, you name it, it's grown down there, and it certainly has an impact on the American farmer. However, it's become such a source of uh, food for the United States that people, I think, are going to be shocked when they go to the grocery store and can't get exactly what they want as cheaply as they're accustomed to getting it. Yeah. And again, I mean, what's worse, being shocked because you can't go to the grocery store and buy avocados three for four dollars anymore or uh, shocked because you're going to have gang members overtaking your town because we don't have a border policy or shocked because all of a sudden you've got drugs that are running rampant throughout the entire country that are pouring across from Colombia. I mean, look, we've got to toughen up. We got to make some choices. Yes, you may have to go without some Mexican produce for a while. Yes, the prices may go up. Yes, you may just have to eat canned food. You're, you may have to change your lifestyle until this whole thing gets sorted out. But I feel like the fact that we've just not been willing to sacrifice, not been willing to, and really, how much of a sacrifice is it? You can eat, we have corn here. We have wheat. We have potatoes. I went to Idaho last October. You know how many potatoes we have in this country? Tons. They had potatoes at every meal. Instead of chili peppers and avocados and, and, and whatever else, pineapple, eat potatoes and wheat and corn. And all the stuff, we have so much corn in this country. You could literally eat corn for every meal. Yes, it's starchy, but at the same time, you know, it, you do what you have to to make your country great again. 855-765-1045. Janet in Jacksonville. How you doing, Janet? Hey, I'm doing good. I am the, uh, uh, what was that we played, Jeopardy champion last time I was on your show? Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Uh, How are you enjoying your reign as Jeopardy champion? Yes, I am. Undefeated. Yeah, well, we haven't played and, since and then. Liberal. That's why. And I'm a liberal, registered Democrat. So oh, I wow. Listen to you, man. Well, look at that. Well, I, we welcome here's everybody. Janet, we welcome everybody to the program. I know you do. But here's my idea, and I'm going to hell for it. Okay. Uh, all the other countries are letting them pass through. When they get here, we put them on a bus and we say, welcome. And then we take them over to Canada. <laughs> And just keep it. Just keep. Just keep moving them up yeah, the line, passing the buck. Yeah, yeah. Drive over the Rainbow Bridge. You know, we're just a bunch of tourists. Yeah. <laughs> and drop them off. Yeah, that's but great. I'm, I'm going to hell for that. I All don't right. know what else to do. No, no, that's a great, Janet. I. That, that sounds. I'll tell you what. That sounds like a very liberal idea. Give them a bus pass to Canada. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Tony. Uh, hey, Tony. How you doing? What's up? Oh, not much. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Uh, so, so I was looking at some of the. Um, I was just not aware that Seattle, San Francisco, Portland, 
and Los Angeles. Uh, I've been looking at the homeless situation over there. And this, uh, my, my, my topic is related, or my point is related to the border. Mm. Um, in Portland, in Portland, they had, um, I was on YouTube and they were interviewing a, uh, a guy that deals with meth. Okay. And he, uh, was wearing a mask, of course. And, and he was talking about the drug cartels with meth that as a drug dealer, you know, he can only go up so high. If he wants to go up higher, it's all controlled by the Mexican cartel. And that's just something that's not talked about. So, yeah, you know, we might have to make some tough choices at the grocery stores. But at the same time, the Mexican government, they don't they don't care that drug cartels are ruining um, our youth. No, I mean, that's and that's exactly right. You need to realize what is going what's worse. Uh, having everybody addicted to meth and having the meth prices uh, set by the, the drug cartels in Mexico, who are basically, I mean, they run the entire drug industry. All the drugs, or 99% of them, come up through the Mexican border. That's a fact. So we could stop all that or at least shut it down a great deal, bring it down to a great percentage um, if we close the border, if we get Mexico on board with with strong border security. They're not on board with it because they don't care. They benefit all of the illegal immigrants who come into the United States of America. They go out and they earn jobs and they get paid under the table and they take their paychecks and they take their cash. And where do they go? Western Union. And they send all that money right back to Mexico. That's a that's a funnel system. It's we send Mexicans into the United States and they send their money back home. And that is one of the major reasons why Mexico does not care about closing the border. And that is why they love to keep the border open and they love their people pouring into the United States because they know that it means cash money and not Mexican pesos. Not that kind of money, real money with real value. The American dollar, the Benjamins, baby, the Hamiltons, the 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 Lincoln, what all of all the dead presidents. Well, I guess Hamilton was never president. Well, Benjamin Franklin was never president either. Hamilton was not president. The other Josh, do not even, do not even go there with me. Oh my gosh! Hold on, I gotta go. I gotta go give my producer a history lesson. Eight five five seven six five one zero. Yeah, Google it. Google was Alexander Hamilton ever president, and then turn in your resignation. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is the Marque Show. More of your phone calls coming up on News one zero four point five WOKV. The American people are behind the president. The, ma- the American people are all about it. We're like, look, let's close the border. Keep it closed. We can do without. We'll keep it closed for a long time. I'm not playing games. If you're American, you have to realize that the only reason you have all the stuff you have today is because in our history, sometime the Americans that came before us went without. You have to go without in order to go with. That's just the way it works. 
You've got to sacrifice for a better life in order to get that better life. And sometimes when somebody strong arms you or manhandles you or tells you, you know, uh, they're better than you. I and mean, I'm not talking about Joe Biden. <laughs> we'll get to Joe Biden. <laughs> we'll get to Joe Biden in just a minute. But when somebody says, you know, hey, here's the way it's going to be or we're not going to help you or this is what we want. Then you've got to be like, hey, you know what? I'm willing to sacrifice A, B, C and D to, to shut you up, to get you to play ball, to show you that we mean business. I mean, that's why. And again, I don't want to go back to the American Revolution. But when you go back to the American Revolution, think of what those people sacrificed so that they could be free of of the king of England. Well, now we want to be free of illegal immigration and we don't even have to take up arms and leave our families and, and you know, cross the Delaware River in the middle of winter when it's freezing cold. We don't do any of that. All we have to do is close the border and go without some fruit for a while. So, you know, stock up on vitamins. You know, get some get some get some Flintstones chewables or whatever you got, and you know, and suck it up, America. Come on, we gotta you know, we're gonna we're gonna close the border, but in the end, uh, we're gonna have a much better country because of it. Close the border. Close the border. Close the border. Yeah, as Sean from Jacksonville. How you doing, Sean? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. What do you want to say? Hey, Mark. Um, enjoy the show. You're so funny and informative. Oh yeah. I want to tell you, you're. You're welcome. You're exactly right. Um, the greatest generation does have the right to hold it over the rest of our younger heads that they were the best because they did do things for this country and shut their mouths and didn't cry and whine like all of these latest generations do just because uh, shutting the borders might hurt us for economically for a little while or might cause us not to be able to eat uh, tropical fruit. Back in my in the 70s and all of that, there were seasons for fruit that you could eat anyway, and we ate American. Maybe we should go back to just being American totally. No, I agree with that. Let's just eat American food. Let's just eat, like, we're just going to eat cheeseburgers and steak and barbecue and french fries. Wait. Fry, we'll just call them a freedom fries. That's what we need. Freedom fries. All that stuff. That's what we need to do. Eat American. We always say buy American, made in America. That's really important. Everyone wants the made in America tag. I only drive American cars. I don't want any of those fern vehicles driving around here. I don't need any Japanese cars. I can buy a Ford or a Lincoln or a Mercury. Well, I guess you can't buy a Mercury anymore. Uh, you know, but you get the idea. Cadillac, if you're, if you know, if you're Sean Hannity. You can afford you can you can afford to go to the Cadillac. So you notice Sean Kennedy, Kennedy has the Cadillac endorsement uh, because he can afford it. So you, you can. But here's the thing: there are tons of Americans uh, American options. If we got cut off by the rest of the world, we could survive. We could survive, and we're talking about one country. There are other countries where we can find food. There are other places where we can get sustenance. There are other places we can make our vehicles. We will get by much longer without Mexico than they will without the United States of America. Jim on 95. What's up, Jim? How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Mark? Great, Jim. What do you want to say, sir? Uh, closing the border would be a wonderful thing. And we don't have to worry about all the imports, not the people, but the imports they bring in. There are ports that they can ship it to by boat that are much, much more secure than just letting people walk across the border. 
That's a great idea too. That's a great instead of trucking the stuff in. Why don't you flow? Why don't you airlift some avocados in? Just drop them on the you know like they do. Just drop them like they do in Fortnite, and then we can all run up. We can open it. We can hit X. We can open them up. We can load up on avocados. We can go home and make some guac, uh, guac and uh, you know whatever chips. Uh, star, star. Now listen, we gotta take a break. When we get back, we have to talk about creepy Joe Biden. I thought Beto O'Rourke was the weirdest guy in the race for Democrat. No, apparently it's Joe Biden. Can't keep his nose out of people's hair. Uh, star, star, 104.5. We'll be right back. It's the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. How dare that lady blame Joe Biden? What do you expect when you use, gee, your hair smells terrific shampoo? She was asking for trouble. Uh, so this story broke over the weekend. I don't know if you know about it, but uh, Lucy Flores, who's a uh, Democratic, no, she was Democratic nominee for lieutenant governor in uh, 2014. She says that at a campaign stop, Joe Biden walked up behind her, kissed her head and smelled her hair. I mean, we knew Joe Biden was creepy, but this brings it to a whole, whole other level. This was written in the cut. It was an op-ed. And uh, she says, in 2014, in 2014, I was the 35-year-old Democratic nominee for lieutenant governor in Nevada. The landscape wasn't looking good for my party that year. There were no high-profile na national races to help boost turnout. And after the top candidate bowed out of the governor's race, none of the above ended up winning the Democratic primary. So when my campaign heard from Vice President Joe Biden's office that he was looking to help me and other Democrats in the state, I was grateful and flattered. His team offered to bring him to a campaign rally in an effort to help boost voter turnout. We set the date for November 1st, just three days before Election Day. All right, this is where it really gets good. In a state as large but sparsely populated as Nevada, it takes nonstop travel to connect with all its residents. You're lucky to get properly fed, much less look properly quaffed as a female candidate, uh, as female candidates are often required to do. I was exhausted and, on sh and short on time, so decided not to wash my hair the morning of the rally. I sprayed some dry shampoo in my hair, raced off to the Reno airport, and flew back to Las Vegas. The event proceeded, as most political events do, coordinated chaos with random problems that no one can predict. I found Eva Longoria, co-founder of the Latino Victory Project, roaming the parking lot trying to figure out how to get inside the union hall. My staff was running around town trying to purchase ferns because, according to Biden's team, no other vegetation was acceptable for the stage. This is the weirdest story ever. It's even weirder than Beto O'Rourke's story where he uh, plowed down kids with his car. Anyway, uh, let me get, sorry, let me get back to it. This is, by the way, this is, uh, this is Flores uh, writing in the cut about her, her uncomfortable, her uncomfortable back and forth with Joe Biden on stage. Here's where it gets really good. Hold on, let me get some, let me get some good dramatic music here so that, uh, so that we can really set the tone. Here we go. I found my way to the holding room for the speakers, where everyone was chatting, taking photos, and getting ready to speak to the hundreds of voters in the audience. Just before the speeches, we were ushered to the side of the stage, where we were lined up by order of introduction. As I was taking deep breaths and preparing myself to make my case to the crowd, I felt two hands on my shoulders. I froze. Why is the Vice President of the United States touching me? I felt him get closer to me from behind. He leaned further in and inhaled my hair. 
I was mortified. I thought to myself, I didn't wash my hair today. And the vice president of the United States is smelling it. And also, what in the actual bad word? Why is the vice president of the United States smelling my hair? He then proceeded to plant a big, slow kiss on the back of my head. My brain couldn't process what was happening. I was embarrassed. I was shocked. I was confused. There was a Spanish thing. Trágame tierra. It means earth, swallow me whole. I couldn't move and I couldn't say anything. I wanted nothing more than to get Biden away from me. My name was called and I was never happier to get on stage in front of an audience. Get Biden away from me. Those are her words. She wrote that in the cut. She's a Democratic candidate running for lieutenant governor in a contested state like Nevada. She's got Joe Biden, the very popular vice president of the United States, on stage trying to help her political career. He comes up behind her, puts his hands on his shoulders, smells her hair, kisses her. And now she's thinking, oh, my God, get Biden away from me. I'm telling you, that's a campaign slogan right there. <laughs> that's that's going to be a campaign slogan. We're going to make T-shirts. Get Biden away from me. Or we could have, we maybe we should make uh, campaign T-shirts that say uh, Joe Biden smelled my hair. Well, that'd be that'd be fun. I'm going to wear one of those, which is funny because I don't actually I don't actually have any hair. Is this not one of the creepiest things you've ever? Look, we've all known Joe Biden has had run-ins before where he touches people and there are photos flying around and people saying, you know, oh, my God, Joe Biden is so look at he's kissing other people's wives on the lips. He's very touchy. He's like a very touchy feely guy. And as you can imagine, the other candidates, because there's a bazillion of them on the, you know, Beto O'Rourke today is breathing a sigh of relief. He's like, oh, thank God, Joe Biden kissed some chick on the back of the head. <gasps> that really, that really takes the pressure off of me. You know, Beto works like nobody has mentioned the fact that I wanted to kill kids in a story I wrote back when I was psychedelic warlord since Joe Biden came out uh, smelling people's hair on stage at, at campaign events. And Bernie Sanders, uh, you know, of course, Bernie Sanders, who would like nothing more than Joe Biden to not run, took Flores's side. I have no reason not to believe Lucy. And, and I think what this speaks to is the need to fundamentally change the culture of this country and to create environments where women uh, feel comfortable and feel safe. And that's something we have got to do. Yeah, that's something we've got to do. Oh, and we're not going to do it by getting up on stage and smelling people's hair and kissing their and kissing their heads uh, and that kind of thing. It is not acceptable that when a woman goes to work or is in any kind of environment that she feels anything less than comfortable and safe. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I would never let I would as a woman, really as a man, as a person, I would never feel comfortable and safe around around Joe Biden. If Joe Biden does run and if Joe Biden comes to Florida, lock up former Vice President Joe Biden has just responded to an article by a former Nevada state lawmaker. Assemblywoman Lucy Flores says before a campaign event in 2014, the vice president stood behind her backstage, smelled her hair, kissed the back of her head. Flores writes that made her feel, quote, uneasy, gross and confused, unquote. In a statement out just moments ago, the former vice president says he's given countless handshakes and hugs on the campaign trail, quote, and quote, not once, never did I believe I acted inappropriately. If it is suggested I did so, I will listen respectfully, but it was never my intention, unquote. What, what, Joining what, me now. What was his intention, by the way? What was what is your intention when you walk up behind somebody and smell their hair and give them a kiss? What is that? I mean, what what is your intention? 
just because did you have something in your nose? Did you like maybe you smelled some onions? Uh, you just talked to somebody that had bad breath and the smell was lingering in your nose. So you wanted to smell something nice and pleasurable so that, you know, you could like sometimes they have jars of coffee beans and you can smell the coffee beans and that'll clear out your system. Was it aromatherapy? Was he nervous about going out and talking in front of these people? And he thought, oh, there's a woman. Her hair probably smells nice. It'll calm me down a little bit so I can take the stage and not have to worry about anything. I mean, what? what it was never my intention. Yes, you shake hands. We get it. Yes, you kiss babies. That's also one of the things you're supposed to do. But babies do not include 35-year-old women. The baby age cuts off at around like three, maybe maybe four. But even then, you're pushing it. I mean, it's, it's just a bizarro thing. But Joe Biden, in a way, and his response was horrible. His response was not uh, forgiving at all. It, led, it didn't seem like he had any remorse whatsoever. In fact, he basically just said, yeah, you know what? I touch everybody. <laughs> I touch people all the time. I've spent the last several decades in Washington uh, shaking hands and, and touching people and kissing them and, and, you know, doing all sorts of creepy stuff. But my intention was never to make anyone feel uncomfortable and uneasy and gross. My my intention was just, you know, to make myself, I don't know, feel better. It's so weird. It's so weird. If anyone came up and smelled my hair, first of all, I'd be like, you're barking up the wrong tree, dude. Second of all, I mean, I don't know what I I, I don't know how I would react. Eight, five, five, seven, six. I get, you know, I get really I used to like hug a lot more people than I do now. But ever since the Taylor Swift um, episode, I don't know if you remember this, but a DJ was sued by Taylor Swift because he apparently grabbed her butt backstage at a meet and greet. And then he countersued her and he lost horribly. Uh, it was awful. It was awful. Uh, but, you know, but after ever since then, you know, I think to myself, God, I got to. So if, if you ever take a picture of me, I'll probably just lean in. You know, but I'll never smell your hair, I promise. And I definitely will never, uh, definitely will never, uh, kiss you. I don't even like to shake hands anymore, but that's more of, that's more of a hygiene thing. You know, like the, how the kid, the, uh, Pope said, stop kissing my ring because you're spreading germs around. I'll do, I'll go more for like a fist bump. You know, a fist bump, we'll lean in, we'll take a selfie and we'll be on our way. Joe Biden might want to start thinking about that. You know, Joe Biden might not want to touch anybody ever again. And the irony is, the irony is that we just played a clip of him last week in his very deep Joe Biden-esque kind of voice, you know, saying it's got to stop. It's got the white man's privilege he was talking about, the culture of the white man. It's got to stop. It, you know what's got to stop is you got to keep your hands to yourself. I mean, I, 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 you have to tell Joe Biden the same thing I have to tell my kids when they start wrestling on the ground. Like, stop touching each other. Keep your hands to yourself. You're invading, you're invading our personal space. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. I don't know if this is enough to keep him out of the uh, keep him out of the Democratic race, but it sure does. It sure does make it a very happy Monday for Bernie Sanders, doesn't it? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. We got a ton of open mic messages. We'll get some of your phone calls here in just a minute. This is the Mark K Show on News one hundred four point five WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us today. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Joe Biden could be one of the creepiest men in politics. <laughs> I thought his first name was creepy, and his second name was Joe. I don't think many people call him Joe Biden. They normally start out with creepy Joe Biden. Uh, that seems to be the case. Uh, Paul in Jacksonville. Hey, Paul. How are you? Hey, good, Mark. How you doing? Doing great. Uh, thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say about Joe Biden today? I, I just had a little observation. Have you ever noticed how Joe Biden looks a lot like Jeff Dunham's doll, Walter. <laughs> They're almost identical. If you put them side by side, you can't tell the difference which is which. Wait, 
That's interesting. Has Walter ever uh, has Walter ever uh, smelled anybody's hair though? That's the question. <laughs> you would have to ask Jeff that, and I'm sure he'd, he'd probably be able to tell you that. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. Uh, this is Matt in St. Augustine. How you doing, Matt? I'm well, Mark. How are you? Doing great. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say, sir? Well, I was listening to a Joe Biden. You know, somebody corrected him on that and said, Joe, you're only supposed to kiss babies. And he said, oh, I thought you said babes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> that could explain it. Maybe he got bad advice or he uh, he misheard. Hey, thanks so much uh, for calling. Rob and Stark, what's up, Rob? Hey, Mark, I got another take on it. Uh, poor Uncle Joe's getting his first of many hits that are going to happen. Because the uh, Democratic Party leaders don't want him in, and reading your letter, I would I would say that that's exactly what's happening. Because just the way that letter's written and laid out is twelve Democratic Party leaders um, around a table that are making decisions. So you think that they're trying to do this now so that he won't even jump into the race, let alone uh, have to drop oh, out of yeah. it later on. That's an interesting point. Hey, thanks so much for calling. Jackie in Jacksonville, how are you? Fine, thank you, Mark. And I'm going to tell you how much I love your show and your sense of humor. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Not everybody feels the way you do. (laughs) I do. I don't care what other people think. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Yeah, good. Um, I just wanted to remark on Joe Biden and say that that woman is really lucky that he only wanted to smell her hair and not her shoes. (laughs) Okay. Hey, thanks so much for the call. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Look, they did it to Donald Trump, so they might as well do it to each other. The Democrats lashing out. And as you can imagine, there's, I mean, look, there's a lot of female Democrats in this race, and they are not going to... uh, well, I don't want to say take this line down because that would be inappropriate, but they're not going to uh, let Joe Biden or anyone else get away with it. And they're going to use any tool in their in their in their tool uh, box to make sure that they get the nomination. And if they need to set if they need to target each man one by one by one and go through and dig into his past and find a way to get him out of the race because of some Me Too move moment or because of some hair sniffing on stage back of the head kiss or for whatever reason, other reason. They're going to do it. 855-765-1045. And don't think that it's not going to make a difference. I mean, it definitely will, especially to the Republicans, potentially not. If they if if somebody really wanted, though, Joe Biden to be the president, I don't I think as a Democrat, when you look at your party, when you look at the sensitivity of the factions you have in the in the Democratic Party, this is definitely this is as this is as much a disqualifier as Joe Biden for Joe Biden as they thought the Access Hollywood tape was for Donald Trump. We gotta take a quick break. We gotta take a quick break. 855-765-1045. We'll be right back. It's the Marque Show on News 104.5 WOKD. This is the Marque Show. Thanks so much for joining me today. 855-765-1045. So uh Lucy Flores from Nevada is accusing Joe Biden of smelling her hair and kissing the back of her head on stage at an event back when she was running for lieutenant governor. It was never about his intentions, and they shouldn't be about his intentions. It should be about the women on the receiving end of that behavior. Yeah, she says that uh, it was just, it was creepy. And she was like, oh my God, why is the vice president smelling my head? As a person that had absolutely no relationship with him afterwards, as a candidate who was preparing to make my case for why I should be elected, elected the second in command of that state to have the vice president of the United States 
do that to me so unexpectedly and just kind of out of nowhere. It was just shocking. And it's not the first time he's done it. In fact, you can go on YouTube and see a bunch of stuff. In fact, that's what uh, Key West Mike's calling about. What's up, Key West Mike? How are you? Hey, I'm great, Mark. Hey, it is fantastic to actually talk to you. I've been very impressed since I moved up here, and you guys are awesome keeping the good fight going. I do appreciate it. Oh, well, hey, thanks, and welcome to Jacksonville. Yes, thank you. And uh, what I was saying was that I, I watched this episode, uh, this YouTube video, and it was called, I think it was called Creepy Joe Biden, but it should be easy to find, yeah. where these people are there with their children. Uh, he's doing photo ops with several different children at different times, and he leans over to these young girls. They're always girls that he does, and he leans over and whispers something in his ear, and it does look like he is actually smelling her hair. And then you see in one of these videos of one of the parents actually steps in and pulls the child away from Joe Biden. Yeah. This is, I, I see... Yeah, it was the most craziest thing. And then I think he's got a hair thing. I think, you know, I kind of like a woman's smell. I, I Like you said, you know, it's, uh, it calms you down. It's aromatherapy, you know, but, uh, you know, I do it to my wife. No, he definitely has a hair smelling thing. I mean, he uh, there's this video and I was watching it and it's not just it is young girls, which is creepy, but it's also wives of, of, of people that he's swearing in and they're giving speeches. And, he you know, he runs up behind their wives, has his hands on their shoulders in a way that it looks I mean, if you if you just walked into the room and you saw this guy, you would think, oh, that must be her husband. But really, it's not. It's creepy Joe Biden. And he, yeah, it must be some kind of a fetish. Like, you know, there's some people have a foot fetish where they're like, oh, toes, those are sexy. Uh, by the way, if you have a foot fetish, go hang out at the airport because they make everybody take off their shoes. Just helpful hint. Um, <laughs> anyway, but what I'm saying, I digress. But if he, apparently the hair smelling is a thing of his. It's it's he. It's almost like he can't help himself. He sees the hair and he just has to lean in and give it a sniff. And unfortunately for Joe Biden, he is on camera a lot. Or it was when he was vice president. I'm sure as a as a candidate, he's going he's going to be he's going to be on the um, he's going to be on the uh, on television a lot as well. And and he's going to be in situations where he's meeting people and hugging them. And he's just got to watch where he sticks his nose now. He's got it because anytime his nose gets even if it even grazes a woman's head, he's going to be accused of doing something kind of sinister. Jim, by the way, on Facebook wrote, Mark Hay, uh checked himself safe from Joe Biden smelling his hair. Uh, Louie in Jacksonville. How you doing, Louie? Good. How are you, brother? Great, man. Thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say? Hey, man, I just wanted to say, dude, I haven't seen any of the uh, YouTube videos or anything, but we don't really know the situation. And the way women are treating men nowadays, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can get accused for anything. You can get accused for all kinds of stuff. And I'm only 42 years old. And the way people or girls actually treat men nowadays is way different than they treated them from when I was younger. What do you mean? I mean, like, you know, like, we don't know if he, like, was going up to her and just being like, good job, you know, or something. Um, I'm just saying that I'm not going to vote for him or anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Trump guy, but you know what I'm saying? But uh, I'm just saying that women nowadays, like, they have all the power. Men, like, have no power anymore. It's yeah. crazy. All right. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. It's funny you should bring up Donald Trump because the, the comparisons to this are are interesting. Whereas, you know, on the left, it, it appears that Joe Biden, who hasn't even entered the race yet, Hasn't even entered the race yet. Joe Biden uh, is already getting ad admonished by his cohorts, by Bernie, by Bernie Sanders, of course, by Elizabeth Warren, uh, Amy Klobuchar. Nobody's coming out in support of him. 
Nobody's coming out saying, hey, look, you know what? Biden's just he's a hair smeller, but he's a good guy. You know, Biden, he's got a thing for shampoo. Uh, you know, he's got a thing for 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 what you do, the flowery smells. He likes women's hair. It, it's just his thing. Um, but he's, he'll be a good leader. You know, despite all that, 855-765-1045. Vaughn Winfrey on Facebook writes, okay, not that I'm a Biden fan, but her complaint is really weak. And I'm sorry all she had to do is tell him right then and there, hey, man, please don't do that. He would have apologized and said no problem. Didn't mean anything from it. But if you don't speak up right away when it happens, then shut the hell up. You missed your chance to set things straight. Get over it. So if she had spoken up right there on stage, that would have been a totally different scenario. But the fact that she waited this long until he was running for some kind of office, that's a totally different story. That now it seems like some kind of coordinated attack or now it uh, seems suspicious. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. We got an open mic message saying something similar. I don't defend nobody, but... Isn't it weird that they have to wait until somebody's running for something to come out and accuse them? That's exactly the best time to accuse people. Because if you accuse Joe Biden of being creepy when he's not running for anything, it, the story gets buried. If you really want the story to get out, then you do it when he's running for office. How dare that lady blame Joe Biden? What do you expect when you use, gee, your hair smells terrific shampoo? She was asking for trouble. Jim says uh, that maybe he was she was using that uh, herbal essences that makes, you know, the women scream. It's very orgasmic. That could be it. That could be it. Maybe it had the uh, the adverse effect, although she does claim that she didn't even wash her hair that day. She was only using dry shampoo. So vote for me, horny Joe Biden. I'll treat you fair as I sniff your hair and snuggle up close to your dairy air. That is just creepy. That is, I don't think that's an official campaign slogan. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. You know, the Democrats will defend it and just say, oh, he's like Grandpa Joe. Grandpa Joe Biden. He doesn't do anything inappropriate. But Donald Trump is a monster. Yeah, I don't think that they're going to, I'll be honest with you, I don't think that the Democrats can afford to defend it this time around. I don't think when you look at the sensitivity that you have in the Democratic Party, Toward women, not toward, you know, unborn children or Republicans. But when you look at the sensitivity toward women and women's issues, I don't think there's any way that they can get by with Biden. There's no way they can they can defuse this situation because the Democratic Party, the, the far when you look at the AOCs and when you look at all the young women coming up through the ranks, there's no way that they can get behind Joe Biden. Probably also not the safest place to be. Uh, but, you know, you, there's no way they can get behind Joe Biden as a, a as a potential uh, potential candidate now. He's selling himself because he's so li because he's a liberal. If he were a Republican, you know, he could just claim, hey, whatever, uh, locker room talk. You know, in the locker room, we would sniff. Oh, we would always sniff each other's hair. Joe in Jacksonville. How you doing, Joe? Good. How are you? Hey, great. Thanks so much for calling. What do you want to say? I just wanted to say it's not clean until it's Biden clean. <laughs> tell Joe, tell it passes Joe Biden's sniff test. Ah, that's good hair. Exactly. That's, hey, thanks. Thanks so much for your call. Mary in St. Augustine. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great, Mary. What do you want to say? Well, I was just listening and I, I heard the gentleman who said that he should have uh, that, that the woman should have addressed it right away on the stage. Mm. And from a female point of reference, when that happens, you are so confused. It's like, is this really happening? Um, especially someone who is an authority figure. You're not even sure how to react, much less 
you know, instantaneously. Yeah. You got to kind of go home and think about it a little bit. Like, I, I can't believe that just happened. Yeah, and she told her friends that she worked. She I didn't read the whole article because after that it got really boring. But apparently she told her friends and they talked about it and and you know said some things. But it wasn't until right now that she's bringing it back up. I imagine it's true. If you're standing on stage in front of people, I don't think you're going to turn around to the vice president and say, "Hey, don't smell my hair." That would seem very awkward and weird. I think you would probably I think you would probably wait until later and then say it. Um, hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Karen in Jacksonville, how are you? Hey, I'm great. How are you doing today? Great. What do you want to say, Karen? I just want to say, if I'm on stage amongst my peers, he would never have walked over to one of his male peers, touched him on the shoulders, and kissed him on the top of the head. That's something you would do to a child. And I think that he was uh, making her look childish. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely... It's definitely... When you smell somebody's hair, you're definitely... I mean, you're definitely not treating them as an equal, I would think. You're definitely, you're definitely kind of uh, taking liberty with them and, and putting yourself in a position of superiority. I mean, I definitely feel, I mean, he was vice president at the time, but it sure doesn't make people feel comfortable around you. Really, if you smell any part of their body, I would, Im- I would imagine that it puts you in a, in a bizarre position. 855-765-1045. Quick break. Uh, more of your phone calls, more of your open mic messages. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Hey, thanks for being here. 855-765-1045. A lot of different opinions about uh, Joe Biden being creepy. And uh, supposedly this Lucy Flores woman wrote this big, long op-ed about how he touched her inappropriately, kissed her hair. I'm sorry, smelled her hair. Yeah, and then I guess kissed her hair. It's like he smelled it. And he, and he apparently what happened was she was about to go on stage. He walked up behind her, smelled her hair. And then I guess it smelled so delicious he wanted to taste it, too. So then he kissed her. Which, I mean, I I guess I guess it's a compliment, but she didn't see it that way. Uh, Jeannie from uh, Jacksonville. How are you, Jeannie? I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, doing great. Thanks so much for asking. What do you want to say? Um, I wanted to say that in the polls, when they ask, you know, who's the most likely to beat President Trump, Joe Biden's name is always number one. Mm. I think this has been concocted by the super liberal Democrat faction of the party. Um, to kind of knock him out of a chance in case he does declare that he wants to run. So, I, I mean, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but maybe this is absolutely the only thing they could come up with when they tried to get something on him. And maybe they're hoping that some other woman will come forward and say, oh, wait, he kissed my mouth, you know. Um, it's just it's just nonsense. Hmm. I think that, uh, I think that, yeah, look, I definitely know that everybody else running on the Democratic ticket wants Joe Biden out because, yes, he's probably the most likely to beat Donald Trump. And yes, he's the least liberal of all of them, uh, which uh, you would think you would look at those two things and say, hey, maybe there's, maybe there's a reason those two things are, you know, go hand in hand. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, this is what we're going to see. This is the beginning of what is going to be a knockdown, drag out battle of the ages because, I mean, the Republicans, they were compared to, uh, compared to the, the Democrats, the Republicans were tame. Donald Trump was the most really, you know, like offensive or offensive, whichever way you want to put it, of all the candidates. He came up with the nicknames. He went after your, he went right for the jugular. He period, he just one by one knocked them all off the stage. Got to the point where someone like Rand Paul, 
just looked at Rand Paul, looked at the poll numbers. Rand Paul looked at the way Donald Trump treated the other candidates. And he was just like, screw it. I'll just be senator from Kentucky for the rest of my life. I'm cool with that. But the Democrats, they are not going to drop out as easily. And they are going to dig up more dirt on each other. They are going to attack each other more. They are going to throw down more. They are going to be much. It's going to be a much bigger dogfight or catfight than we saw with the Republicans. And this is just the first shot. This is the first shot. They're going to come at creepy Joe Biden smelling this woman's hair. Then there's going to be more hair smellers coming out of the woodwork. And then before and he hasn't even declared yet. Imagine they're going after Joe Biden with creepy hair smelling. Imagine what they do to the other candidates who have actually already declared. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. And keep in mind, Joe Biden, again, I'm no I, I'm not a detective. I'm not a, a, a Washington insider. I'm not Jamie Dupree. I'm not Jamie Dupree 2.0. I'm neither of them. But the fact of the matter is Joe Biden has been in Washington, D.C. pretty much more like most of his life. Joe Biden has been in Washington, D.C. since I think before George Washington was. Joe Biden has been vice president of the United States under one of the most corrupt administrations in the entire world. I imagine I imagine Joe Biden has a lot of other things that he's trying to hide from people other than the fact that he's a creepy hair smell smeller. So maybe this creepy hair sniffing thing, maybe that's the first step. Maybe they're like, look, Joe, we're coming at you with the creepiness. If you don't if you don't step off, if you don't back away, if you don't let one of us have our chances, we're going to go to phase two. And God knows what Joe Biden's sniffing in phase two. You know, something's going to stay either way. Something's about Joe Biden smells uh, either. Either it's his nose or it's his background. But something's going to come out. And then once Joe Biden's gone, it's on to the next one. Beto O'Rourke, you know, the Democrats are the ones that released the story of him plowing over two kids with his car back when he was psychedelic warlord. The Republicans didn't release that. They don't care about Beto Beto O'Rourke. It was the Democrats. And he's still in the race. You've got a creepy hair smeller and a guy who has homicidal fantasies about killing kids with a Volkswagen, and they're still in the race. Imagine how bad it has to be before you drop out. Get some popcorn, folks. It's going to be a fun two years. This is the Marquee Show. I got to go. The news and Rush Limbaugh is coming up next on News 104.5 WOKV. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.